0: Praise the Lord. My name is Alex, and I'd like to welcome you once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. I pray that you have been blessed mightily by these messages, and I pray that as you listen to this very one, the revelation of God might manifest in your life with tangible results. May that be your portion, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Bible speaking in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, from verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory to God. This portion of scripture basically shows us the mind of God and shows us how whatever that the Lord has said and whatever he has promised unto us shall indeed manifest and shall indeed be a reality. But how many of us experience this that is written in the word of God? How many of us are able to speak of these testimonies with certainty? saying that indeed the lord said this and i have been in position to testify of this because this is where i was and this is where i am now today when we testify of the goodness of the lord what are we trying to present and what is the side of god that we want to portray to people so that we can also draw them unto this great manifestation everything that we do and the kind of life that we live is supposed to bring more and more people into the kingdom of God so that they are aware of his goodness so that they are aware of the incredible love that he has towards us you see there is one thing us singing about God and talking about his majesty but there is the other element where we are able to move and draw people by the result because the Lord said this and it has manifested in my life and everyone is able to see it that indeed the hand of God is upon me there is a scripture in the book of Psalms 103 verses 11 it says for as the heavens are high above the earth so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. I love how it's stated in the Berean Study Bible. For as high as the heavens above the earth, so great is his loving devotion for those who fear him. Now, the word that I wanted to pick out is devotion. What do we understand by devotion? You see, in the natural, when someone says that that wife is devoted to her husband, You get what i mean that means every aspect of her towards her husband shows that she is embedded basically in him okay she is willing to do everything or anything for her husband so by the scripture telling us that his loving uh, so great is his loving devotion for those who fear him That means the Lord is involved in every aspect and every element of your life. Everything about you, the Lord is interested. Every aspect of your life, everything that you desire, your wants, your interests, the Lord is there with you. You see? He says that I love those that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Many a times it's easier for us to look at the Lord being way up there and for us we are here on the earth. And even times when we pray we are not even sure that he's listening to us because well he's up there. But how much Do we attune our inner man to be in position, to see him and feel him? There are many times when we make certain decisions and when they backfire, we are like, "Hmm, something actually told me. Something. What is that thing that told you? Many times we've actually called the Holy Spirit something. Or we've called that inner voice something. But that is the Lord. The Bible speaks in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. And these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven, and a first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up hither, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Come up hither. So, like the previous scripture that we talked about, as far as the heavens are, from the earth, the Lord is saying, I'm a <laughs> You know, I, I read something on Twitter a few hours ago, actually, before I came here. Uh, th- there is uh, a friend of mine, uh, a girl, who was saying that, uh, uh, good boys take you to heaven, but bad boys bring heaven on earth. <laughs> Ah, okay. Yeah, some something just funny uh, like that. But the thing is, now coming back here, many of us, when we gave our lives to Christ, the thing that we thought about primarily was that in the afterlife, we may be in position to go to heaven and have eternity. But the thing is when the lord says that come up hither, that i may show you the things that may happen thereafter we are able to experience this heaven like life now because he has called unto us jeremiah 33 verse 3 says call unto me and i will answer you and i'll show you great and mighty things that you No not. How many times do we call unto the Lord yearning for these deeper things? How many times are we willing to submit the entirety of our lives to see to it that these things happen in this life and in the present? You see There is one thing when we have certain desires of the Lord and we are crying unto him, saying, Lord, please. But can we, in a way, absorb our lives and every aspect of us into the Lord until these things come into manifestation? Have you heard of uh, uh, agnostics? Now, an agnostic is someone who believes that there is God. Okay? There is God, but it is not provable. It is not provable. Many of us, sadly, even if we are actually Christians, we have a portion that falls in that in that category, where you walk with the awareness, okay? There is a God, but it's not provable. It's kind of like living a certain life of morality. Years ago, in school, there there is a head teacher that always used to tell us that it is better For you to live a life believing that there is a God, then in the afterlife you realize that there was no God. But the kind of life that you lived wouldn't make you have any regret because you lived your life to the fullest and you don't have anyone whom you owe an apology or someone that you hurt badly. But the worst thing that can happen to you is when you live your life thinking that there is no God and you die or you go in the afterlife and you realize that indeed you were wrong and God exists. So what would you do in such a situation and how would you take it from there? Okay, I'm bringing this example to kind of relate it to the way that we live, that many of us live and how many of us portray all our relationships or all our kinds of consciousness in this life. Are we aware? Of the god that we serve or the god that we call unto all the time is this someone who we just think maybe he's up there but we are not even sure we are just hoping and even when we pray are we fully convinced that indeed the things that we yearn for and the things that we are telling him are actually going to manifest into a reality You see, when we come unto the Lord, the Lord in whom we have a rich inheritance, what percentage of every aspect of our lives is in him and gives us that sure knowledge and understanding that indeed whatever he said is going to manifest? The Bible says that God is not man that he may lie, when we read that, do we truly absorb it and know that indeed he is not going to lie? That indeed whatever he says he's going to manifest? That indeed he is God and he is absolute? Indeed he exists? How many times have we been in situations where? Certain things happen and we have no explanations about it. Things that are way beyond us and we're like, how is it possible that this happened? The Bible says, For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Who is that? That is someone whose heart has kept the commandments of God. What is that heart? That is is your inner man. That is your inner conscience. Why you know the things that the Lord has bestowed upon you. Why you move with this certainty. Of the grand love that the Lord has like we read in the scripture earlier on in Psalms 103 verses 11 well so great is his loving devotion for those who fear him but this fear is not all about the trembling of uh, knowing that, oh, oh, God is up there, so you are living in this in this kind of trembling, that uh, I, I need to do this and this and this. In case I don't, he's going to strike me. No. No. It's talking about the reverence. Okay? What is the purpose of this mystery? And how can we appreciate it? To see to eat, that these things manifest in our lives. Ephesians 3 verse 14. "For this cause I bow my knees unto my father, unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant me according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might. Through his spirit in my inner man, it's a scripture I, I, I personalize, that's why, why he says you, I'm saying, grant me that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. Being filled with the fullness of God, okay, uh, this is a scripture I've paraphrased. If, if you were to check, of course, where I've said I, it says you, okay, I've learned to personalize some of these scriptures. Okay, so it becomes more a part of me. And, and, it, and that is something that, that I would appreciate if you did. Where the scripture says blessed be the god who has blessed you with all spiritual blessings you said, blessed be the god and father of our lord who has blessed me personalize it let it be a reality in your life let it be something that you move with every day until these things manifest in your life until these things become a reality god is not we up there and for us we are here that we cannot experience him no That is not the case. We should open our souls and draw our souls unto these things until they become reality, until they manifest in our lives, until they become life unto those that find them. Okay? The word that has been written unto us is supposed to give us this this element of light whereby we move by it, whereby we move by The understanding until these things manifest with tangible results, until they manifest with something that is seen by all that indeed the hand of God is upon our lives. The psalmist says in Psalms 119, verses 105, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light. My path. You see, when you seemingly are in darkness, it is the Lord by his word that is going to shine and make it happen into a reality. There is a reason why we make reference to the word of God. But you are not supposed to only stop at the word. We are supposed to go beyond it. The word is supposed to be an insulator at one end. It is useless if all we know is to quote the Bible, but nothing seems to be happening in our lives. It's until this word is manifested into something that is a reality something that can be attribute, uh, attributed that this is where I was I believed in the specific word of the Lord and this is what I have become or oh, this is what I needed and I believe the word of God and this is what it is now you see for every situation that you're in Know that the Lord is never going to let you fast. Like in Isaiah 48 verse 21, which says, And they did not fast when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock and the waters gushed out. Which situation are you in? And what are you yearning to see in your life? Maybe you are looking for a job. Is he going to let you wallow in depression, in need, in jealousy, as you move every day hoping? The same way he did not let these people fast when he led them through the desert, when he caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. It's the same way his hand is coming unto you to draw you out of that pit, to bring you to this place. And to go back to that story that I talked about, the head teacher telling us how it is better for us to live every day with the knowledge that God exists, so that in in due course. Even if we reach there and find that indeed it doesn't exist, we shall be happy with our lives. Why? It would be really terrible if we lived a careless life and later on find out that the Lord does not exist. Then we shall, sorry, then we find later on that the Lord exists. Then we shall live thereafter. Our eternity in regret because we shall now be gnashing teeth and and so on and so on but I want to tell you one thing the Lord exists he is very much a part of us there is one absolute and that is something that we are supposed to hold with so much value and with so much reference that the Lord exists. The Lord is real. It's not about a case of us living our lives hoping. It's not all about. Uh, it's not all about us praying, hoping that the Lord is going to pull through. We must have His faith and hold understanding and knowledge that he is ever present. You see? In the natural, many of us have lived the kind of life that is risk-averse. So, let's say you're thinking of a business and uh, you have maybe a specific sum so you are going to let's say uh you have maybe 10 million and you're thinking of this specific, uh, specific business so you are going to say for me to enter it i'm not sure of how things are going to pan out so let me invest let's say five million and first of all back is five. And see how things move. So, some of us, that is how we come to God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we talk about faith, that means every aspect of your life believes. Regardless of how it looks like, you know with certainty that indeed He does exist. And you know with certainty that He is going to pull you through, He's going to pick you out of whatever situation you're in. Many of us, The moment we are drawn to the age of dire strength, it is very easy for us to seek for solutions elsewhere. It is very easy for us to actually even go to the world and we are yearning for answers. The Lord God Almighty, the one who is and is to come, is the only one true God and he is the only one in whom we have a rich inheritance. He is the only one who has qualified us. We cannot believe in our lives like agnostics who believe that maybe there is a God but it's not provable. So, if you are going to be in faith in certain elements, but when you See things not happening to you. And you're like, ah, I don't know. Is God really going to pull through? So you look for answers elsewhere. But what are you conscious of when you do some of the things that you do in that moment? You think that probably the Lord has failed you? You think he is not going to manifest? By the time that you do that, by the time you move and you are yearning for answers elsewhere, are you really convinced that God indeed exists? That indeed God is devoted to you, like the psalmist wrote? that his love is devoted to you and are you aware of the exceeding promises that he has given unto you and do we know how to bring these things into a reality in our lives you see when I was growing up The kind of things that they taught us were to basically just pray unto the Lord every day and read His Word and hope that He's going to manifest by answering our prayers maybe here and there. But we never knew how to pray and bring the Word of God into tangible results. So all we did was pray and quiet unto him, ask for forgiveness and live each day, hoping that he would pull through one day. It's more or less like trying to cajole a girl to marry me. And all I have to do is hope that maybe she accepts or comes through. But there is one thing when i come unto the lord in faith with the understanding that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him i will move with certainty and i will move with this understanding that indeed he who started the wonderful work in me shall bring it into, uh, shall bring it to completion i we aware of the things that the Lord has promised us? What is the kind of life that we live and what is the kind of consciousness that we do have? The scripture tells us for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But when we talk about this eternal life, this is not the kind of life that we are only supposed to experience when we finally cross over into the other life or eternity. These are things that we can start experiencing even in the now. That is why the Lord says, Come up here, that I will show you. Jeremiah 1:12 tells us, I will hasten my word to perform it. is a version that says i will watch over my word to perform it by watching over something that means your eyes have not left it if let's say i'm in a library with this stranger and i tell him you know what uh let me let me take this phone call but please help me and watch over my laptop Maybe. That means my expectation is his eyes are not going to go off the laptop. And when the Lord says, he watches his word to perform it. That means He's with you in every step. As you move, he moves. The scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 4, from verse 20, which says my son attend to my words incline your ears to my saying do not let depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh then verse 23 tells us guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life When we attend to the word of God and incline our ears to his saying, do we fully embrace them until they do not depart from our eyes? Because the scripture says, when you attend to his words and incline your ears to his saying, do not let them depart from your eyes. That means we are supposed to continuously be in this world until we are able to see. By seeing, that means we envision them and we start seeing a picture of them being manifest, of them being fulfilled. Everything that the Lord has promised us, we must know that he watches over his word to perform and it's going to be a reality in our lives it is beyond us just crying unto the Lord every day and asking for this and that and that but we must know that indeed it's going to happen we must know that indeed it is going to be a reality in our lives You see, when we pray unto the Lord, are we fully aware that these things are going to happen and that these things are not basically just written for the sake of us reading them and and hope that indeed they can be a reality? Mark 11, says, For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever. He says, he shall have whatsoever, he says. You see, when a man like Elijah, who had like passions like we do, stands up and says to the king Ahab that by his word there shall be no rain for three years. A man the Lord did not say it. A man what do we draw from this? I had a story years ago about uh, a man of God, uh, John Alexander Dowie, at a time when he was a minister uh, in the US and they had had a drought for so long. Mm-hmm. And because the people were desperate to see rain manifest, he stood up and told them. As the fellowship was closing and he told them I want you to prepare to run home Because an abundance of rain comes down And as the people prepared to run home The water just gushed out and there was an incredible downpour He said it by faith. And this was a town that had experienced drought for so long and the people were really yearning to see something manifest. Now, this was in the early 1900. In that season, the time where the world wasn't really, truly industrialized, where people still depended so much on agriculture for survival. And in those times, like a prolonged drought meant people we were going to live in abject poverty. They wouldn't be adequately fed, and they wouldn't adequately take care of their families. But he said something, and indeed it manifested. But are we only going to be able to quote things that happened from our forefathers or the people that have walked ahead of us or people that walked in those times? How about us now in these times, making sure that the things that we believe that are written in the word of God have been now with tangible result? There is one thing of us quoting these people and talking about things that they did and how they walked how about us now being quoted by other people so that they can draw inspiration from the kind of lives that we are living god is the same he doesn't change but you see there are many of us despite having seen incredible things that the lord has done for us We still want to cry out unto the Lord, even for trivial things, for small things. The book of Judges shows me something that is incredible. Judges, chapter 15, from verse 18, which which talks about uh, Samson crying, and and it says, Then he became very thirsty. So he cried out to the Lord and said, You have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant, and now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? But God split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and water came out, and he drank, and his spirit returned, and he revived. Now, this is a man. Samson, who had killed a thousand people, okay, with a jawbone, a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey by the aid of the Lord. Then he comes out unto the Lord and cries out, Now, are you going to let me die of thirst? Really? The Lord who is able to give you victory, to to kill a thousand Philistines, you think that Lord is going to let you die your first. But, you may ask yourself, do you really think Samson was a huge guy? Do you think he was marked? Marked? Maybe someone who had six packs and uh, and uh, maybe had the body of a uh, big show is just okay for those who watch wrestling. Big show was just okay. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, Okay. Do, do you do you think he had maybe the, the, the body of Dwayne just, uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Dwayne John Dwayne Johnson in his heydays? You remember him when he was a wrestler? the, the kind of body that he had. Do you think he had that kind of physique? It's possible he even had uh, the kind of body that I have. Otherwise, it wouldn't be talked about uh, as something being of the Lord. If he was huge and had all these physical attributes of a fighter, the kind of things that he did at the time strength Would it have made people inquire where the source of his strength was? If people are not able to look at you and Wonder where your strength is coming from that means probably the kind of things that you are doing are In the natural and human effort can bring them but the things that Samson did it was hard for people to point at him and think that this is something that can be done by a natural man it is possible for someone to be huge and do so many things they'll be like he's doing that because well he's huge look at him but what made people go and ask Delilah to find out the strength of it, the source of his strength? That means there was something beyond. There was something beyond the physical. Even in your work, we shouldn't be comfortable with the results that can easily be achieved even by the world results where if someone did the things in the natural they would easily achieve them then well what kind of testimony are we going to have if even someone in the world will come and say i can do this When we search for the deeper things of God, and when we yearn for the deeper elements from the Word of God, we are supposed to have the kind of testimony where everyone acknowledges that indeed, without God, this thing would never have happened. The kind of thing where it's hard to explain When you move every day in your life, move with this understanding that the Lord has gone ahead of you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You remember in the book of Exodus when the Lord was leading the children of Israel to the promised land, Moses. told the Lord that if your presence does not go with us then then we shall remain here that is just to uh, paraphrase we should be in that place where we tell the Lord that indeed if your presence is not going with us We are supposed to move with this presence everywhere that we go. And for everything that we do, if the Lord is not in need, we would rather not be there. And in all our consciousness, and in all our understanding, in all the things that we desire, we must know that indeed, for as long as they are in line with the word of God they are going to manifest they are going to be a reality in our lives because God is not man that may lie God cannot lie the word of God is an absolute he hastens his words to perform it he watches over his word until it manifests We must come out of that element of God is way up there in the heavens and for us we are here. We must come out of that element of us also praying unto the Lord. But when things seem to tarry, we look for other solutions because we kind of become like agnostics. Then what would be the difference? must move with this shrewdness of, well, if something is not of God, then I'm not not heading there. But if it's of God, regardless of what it might seemingly look like, I'm not leaving this place. Because the Lord cannot fail me. And that is the kind of mentality that brings results. And like I read, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes and he must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Move with this understanding that indeed the hand of God is not too short to pull you out of that ditch. Move with this understanding that God is a reality in others. He is real. That's why we cry, our Father. We are not drawn to any kind of fear. We are not drawn to any kind of deception. Because our God is real. Our God is the reality. We do not live the kind of life that is maybe morally acceptable. But in case, maybe in future, we shall have eternal life live the life with the absolute assurance that indeed he does exist, it is a reality. It's not about the case of second guessing and hoping, no. We speak about the goodness of a God who exists, God who is manifested. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let that be our light. Let that be our life, and let that be the air that we breathe. And that is the only way we are going to manifest all these things with undeniable proof because he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. May that be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus, go forth and have tangible results. Go forth and multiply. Be fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.